0: Welcome to Fiery Discourse, your podcast for media featuring dragnesses, female dinosaurs, and other similar saurians and skillies. I'm your host, Ledmillanon, and with me are my co-hosts, Angron, Math Machine, Lucky Eevee, and Stryker. Today is our 15th episode, and we're discussing 1991's Freddy as Fro 7 aka Freddy the Frog. So let's get things started. Ha ha ha. here we go. If you know oh, that we're you know, in
1: for it today. Yeah if, yeah, if you know that I heard that, that, the that is the
0: reviewed so far. Yeah, so, the backstory behind this movie is that. Basically, a father told his son stories about his favorite little toy frog being some kind of like a James Bond secret agent. Now, said father was a high-level uh, movie producer in the UK and apparently got enough funding to actually make the movie. His name, John uh, Sevsky, I think it is. Ah. I think it's pronounced. Uh, he's credited with directing, writing, and producing this, and this was his one film. And what a film it is. This has got to be in the top 50 of the, not the worst, but the strangest animated movies ever made. Oh, yeah. this movie is basically like a fever dream. I mean, so much of it is completely randomly thrown together. It feels like they had 500 different scripts, and they decided, let's put everything in. And yep. you can definitely see it in the final project.
2: Yeah, it, and, and, it AKA, even, and in most parts, it's pretty much the author's barely disguised fetish.
0: That too, that oh, too. And We're so. going to get to one part of that much later on. <laughs> yep. so yeah. Uh, the other funny thing too <laughs> is that the movie got a bunch of uh, big hit makers from the 80s, like, you know, Asia, Boy George, Grace Jones... And this movie came out in 1991 so not a lot of people were listening to boy george by 1991 so Mm. that in the beginning is kind of a bad sign but the animation on this movie and that that's probably the best part of this movie is the animation for a studio who made this was their first and only project it looks really good not as good as like say the works of don bluth or disney or you know anything coming out of japan But it is comparable with, say, something like We're Back a Dinosaur Story. It actually does have, you know, good character designs. It has, you know, pretty uh, fluent movements, especially with the uh, main villain. And we'll get to him in a little while. But, yeah, Yeah. uh, this movie overall is definitely Mm -hmm. one that should be watched. More of a curiosity than enjoyment thing, although it is a lot of fun. Especially if you have a big group of people and you watch it, you will have a blast.
2: Also a thing to also a uh, thing to note. the film not only has fluent animation, but uh, it has very much two iconic and very noteworthy uh, musical number scenes that will definitely be covered later.
0: Yep. So the movie begins with uh, Freddie driving his car through Paris, a Paris and that looks like it got the uh, 28 days later treatment, as there's nobody on the street or the road. And <laughs> yeah, and it also
2: uh, in his freaking weird anthro frog car, who has yeah, the, who also it looks has like the a hot female
0: trim. version.
1: It yeah, looks yeah, like Nicole. a female
0: version of Benny the Cab from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. The whole time it's looking at it, I'm thinking of it. It's like, what it's, is that? It's not even
3: oh. Anthro, it's, it's, it's like, semi-sentient. Yeah, it's semi-sentient, and also oh, kind it, of reminds like it, me... Like, like, it has thoughts, feelings, and it can move on its own.
2: Yeah, it also pretty much uh, makes me think... I
3: look,
2: oh. Like, I know this film, like, is somewhat of a spoof, sort of. Like, uh, something like Casino Royale sort of was, but... Oh my... Gosh, man, the like the fact that Fro7 gets all the bitches, pretty much, especially <laughs> exactly. in own exactly. car. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. oh my gosh, he is 100 percent just a Double O Seven ripoff, except the frog yeah. and yeah, a freaking exactly.
4: telepath. It was car like, with something uh, like uh, 1967. I saw it from the title. Yeah. There was no game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It was 007. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They
0: knew what this movie was. Exactly. Exactly. See, I oh, more the more subtle
1: harem anime
0: yeah <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly exactly what, so, what uh, did you say man in- sorry, sorry. Uh, after i said i've in- seen
1: more subtle harem anime <laughs> <laughs> it's just,
0: it's, it's, it's just, Care. so
1: this doesn't yeah, completely yeah.
2: go that route thank no, goodness no, like yeah, way but way to, cool, yeah Yeah. Way to gets
0: all of yeah. two women in the movie. yeah exactly so uh after the intro we actually get uh freddy's backstory and the first 20 minutes of the film are very sedate compared to what it happens later. This is more like something trying to be kind of sort of I guess like Disney in a way because you have, you know, the whole um basically aspect with him being the young prince and learning magic from his father and stuff like that. If it was if the movie was just about like this sort of story I don't think it nearly would have been uh, remembered as well because for the most part, this is probably not the weakest part of the film because it looks good, but it is probably the least memorable part of the movie. It's very much not not stock, not standard, because it does have a charm to it, especially with the uh, character designs. But yeah. compared to the rest of the movie, it is probably the uh, weakest point.
2: Yeah. But- also, a thing to note about at the beginning, like... There are two versions of this film. There's the the U.S. version and the U.K. version. Oh, that's the U.S. Brilliant. version is narrated by uh, freaking what's James his name? Earl oh yeah, Jones. James Earl Jones. And the second one is voiced by a guy who occasionally can't help but burst into song at certain points, and it just. Feels like it that one yeah, uh, monster fit. cookie commercial where that guy at one point just like ad-libs and like sings a part, certain part which exactly, exactly, right. a little weird and a little off-putting. Not yeah, yeah, lie.
0: exactly. Uh, also, we're reviewing the uh, all flashback. Okay. Yeah, that too, that too. Because we see Freddy yeah. feeding his fish and then it cuts to this flashback. Now, we are reviewing the UK cut for this because the uh, US cut is actually kind of lost to time, at least on the internet. There is a very few to no videos of it available, but the UK cut is the one that you'll find on like YouTube and Daily Motion and pretty much every single streaming website pretty much out there has Just this movie bad. because Just no one knows ordinary. who owns the rights of this thing. Yeah, I have seen. I will. S- I will
2: say I saw the U.S. version first, and that one was a little shorter. But seeing the U.K. version, yeah, it's certainly. Mm-hmm. Unique and certainly adds to the weirdness a little more. Oh,
0: yeah. oh definitely, definitely. So but, then we're introduced to the uh, villain Macinda. She's an interesting villain, and by looking at her, especially in her human form, they're definitely taking her from like a uh, Maleficent or uh, Queen Grimhilda from a uh, Disney Snow White. Now hmm. I like her design. The one thing that does kind of ah uh, is off-putting is the accent. To me, I don't know that accent is just so comically thick. She sounds like Natasha from Boris and from a uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh my God. <laughs>
2: a little bit like not too rough, but uh, I will say that the accent kind of does feel a little bit like uh, Jesse from Pokemon, uh, the musical.
0: Oh that goodness. too. That too. Yeah. Oh,
2: it's, it's not. Nice. Though I don't hate either, either. On their own.
0: I feel like you needed more of a sterner, probably more, I I want to say it, but a more coherent kind of a voice because some of her lines are a little bit slurred and it can be and maybe it's also because uh, most of the recordings of this are like from, taken from a VHS copy, but uh, it can be hard to uh, understand what she's saying. But Sometimes. the fact that she has basically the uh, powers to transform other beings in that is definitely a unique take. And, and- uh, her Cobra form is the one that she takes throughout uh, 90% of the movie...
1: Yeah, it, she it actually looks that.
0: way better than her human design. I I'm, oh, yeah, no. I'm just yeah, because uh-huh. that one I feel like the way they incorporate her human form into the animal she takes definitely reminds me a lot and I would not be surprised if the animators took direct inspiration from Sword in the Stone with the wizard duel with how yeah. they take like you know Merlin and Mim's features and apply them to the animals. They did the same thing with the uh, Macinda here. And it works out well. It works out very well. And yeah. uh, her cobra form definitely has a shall we say human attributes to it. Uh-huh, yeah, Another, yeah. I have mean, never see, seen basically sachets around with like
1: such defined hips. Yeah, and
0: and oh, you yeah. know rear end too. Let's not yeah. forget about that. that uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, a... uh, the effects of like the uh, transformation with the lighting effects and such are very well done and. How she tries to, you know, off Freddy, that whole uh, chase sequence, again, is another aspect of the movie that I feel that they put a lot of effort into. It feels like, basically, this movie, at least to me, it feels like they had, like, five different teams working on it. Like, they had one team animating the, you know, medieval intro. Then you have one team doing, basically, the uh, spy thing, and neither team knew what the other was doing this literally feels like they took two movies and just stapled it together basically RCA, because yeah.
2: pretty much yeah because it went like from freaking medieval times and like Freddie being a young frog to like going to like a new orleans sort of uh swamp inspired area that exactly. honestly would wouldn't be too out of place no, to, like say like, amphibia God, I
4: even got confused midway through that opening it's like hey what kind of movie was i watching again
0: yeah. yeah the, the, the medieval <laughs> yeah. part goes on for so long that you actually forget that oh right this is supposed to be like a spy movie thing and the uh, new orleans frogs yeah. is definitely I, I i've always said this i don't remember where i read this but i've always you know remembered this comment someone once said this is the rejected pencil test from princess and the frog and it's like <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I can maybe see that. But anyways, yeah, it goes from medieval times to New Orleans freaking thing to Freddy eventually going like, you know what? Screw this shit. I'm going to grow big and I'm going to be an anthrofrog. I don't give a fuck. He could have easily turned back to normal, but instead he's just like, you know what? I'm so used to this. I can just fucking do whatever I want. And he just becomes a fucking
0: spy for little reason other than Exactly. Because that's why, like I say, the tonal shift is so strange. Because at one point, like you're with the you know Louisiana frogs, they're doing like the jazz thing, and you're like, oh, this you know cute little movie. Then all of a sudden, out of complete nowhere, Freddie goes from being like a you know normal you know cartoon frog to like a weird anthro frog man, and it just. I mean, his design—it's not bad. It's just it's baffling. It's like it's you know, I, I understand why they probably went with that because having him as like a normal frog would be a little difficult. But still, yeah. it's like, why did it need to even happen? I mean, aside from the backstory, you know, characters that are introduced who will become la- uh, important later, including one that we will mention much la- a little bit later on in this review. That the medieval portion of it seems almost like padding. But not that it's bad, Patty, because, again, it looks good. And probably one of the better pieces of animation in the movie is the whirlpool that uh, Missinda creates it's, uh, under and above water. That looks really good. That and the underwater backgrounds. It, yeah, yeah. You can definitely tell that someone put a lot of of effort into that part, especially that yeah. part. It, they and that's, really the put... of this movie yeah. but that's the thing with this movie in general. There's parts of it where the animation all of a sudden gets like a huge boost of quality in some yeah. spots. And it's like, well, why didn't you you know, have this sort of level of detail for the entire movie? Because like,
2: they probably had a bias for that sort of thing. Like, they had a exactly. bias for the freaking Nessies. They had a bias exactly. for the transformation seeds, They had a bias for the exactly. snake and the freaking evil things. Like, holy They had fuck bias for uh, El Biased.
0: Supremo, the uh, main villain as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, 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 my goodness. Uh, El
4: Supremo. Oh, yeah, God.
0: he's voiced by uh, Brian Blessed. And, you know, if you know Brian Blessed, he gives 110% in Guys. no matter what movie he's in, yeah. no matter like what it's... anything he's in anytime he appears even on like television or movie or anything, he is worth watching. He's one of those actors like Christopher Walken or Tim, Curry. or Tim Curry who makes everything better. Everything. You know, He's blessed in this movie. I yes. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Not cursed but blessed. Exactly. Can you really 100% say
2: the same, same for his design? Even though, holy hell, that design feels so fucking flamboyant. Like, uh, yeah, like they would. go from freaking like, they go from a freaking snake lady who sachets with her freaking middle of her body. I don't exactly know how a snake mm-hmm. of that any works, but let's just say her hips. Her to a freaking ch- tubby guy with all the freaking uh, uh, fluidity of someone like, say, Darla Dimple or K. Rule from the Donkey Kong Country uh, series. Like, holy exactly, fuck. Exactly, exactly. Exactly
0: right. But yeah, like you said... Uh, so when uh, Freddie becomes an adult, he's voiced by uh, Ben Kingsley, who, of course, he went from playing Gandhi to playing Freddie, and then he just did a bunch of Marvel stuff, stuff you know, Marvel stuff, and of course, the cinematic uh, classic. Lest we forget, the Love Guru, the absolute oh, cinematic man. classic. Never yes, heard of it. <laughs> yes, yes, that, yeah. But no, so this is not the worst movie he was in by by a margin. Yeah, honestly, this
2: is a very entertaining movie. Like, it's certainly uh, a little above middle of the road, but uh, not enough to really say that it's perfect,
0: you know? Exactly, exactly. But yeah, like I said, uh, the fact that Freddy is somehow alive, you know, hundreds of years later, you know, centuries later, and a secret agent that's one of the least weird things about this movie. It's you magic. Yeah, Exactly. It's magic. shit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, character designs are very well done of like all of the ministers in that. You kind yeah. of get a sense that the character designs wanted to make their uh, basically faces or their appearances reflect their personalities. And it does work. You know, it really is a way that uh hollywood uh road productions okay the studio that made this never made another movie unfortunately but you could definitely tell they had a lot of talented people working on this and i think the animation was actually all done in the uk if i'm not mistaken this was an entirely homegrown animated feature
1: yeah and yeah a lot of the faces look if you've never seen the movie it's very similar to how Warner Brothers in the early 90s did celebrities, where their faces were the yeah. more exaggerated.
0: Like with the Animaniacs and stuff like that, and even like yeah. the uh, old style of shorts, like the uh, Hollywood yeah. stepped Out, kind of like these... Uh, also, Italian the magic
2: kind of feels uh, very much like WB, not going to lie.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see that, too. Yeah. So El Supremo's uh, scheme is basically to take all of the landmarks and shrink them So that he can steal the uh, basically national pride of a kingdom which will destroy the kingdom and the thing that to me is so weird between like the use of like Stonehenge and the ruins I was very much reminded of Halloween 3 like all I was expecting him to do was to put like a silver shamrock mask on Freddy. You know, and, you know, play the TV with, like, the hypnotic, you know, flashing Damn. pumpkin. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, uh, it really yeah, might
2: be. very interesting. It also kind of reminds me of that uh, one scene from uh, whatever the film was. It was the futuristic robot one with Vincent Price, I think. And, like, he's like, science. And he has the freaking scientist guy, the older one, like, suffer to a machine that, like, freaking decimates his brain.
0: Hmm.
2: You know what I, I mean? Actually-
0: um yeah i think so but yeah like i said uh the yeah. character designs are really fun basically uh the funny thing mm-hmm. is uh the character you know daffers the main uh female i guess you would say the love interest because yeah she yeah, is. Man,
2: Petty, that's i like
0: she reminded me a lot of april o'neill yeah you definitely got that vibe from her with the design
2: yeah. also you want to know a strange thing like yeah. holy crap the uh the uh, magic in that is mostly reserved to like transformation shrinking and pretty much just overall telepathy oh yeah which exactly. i mean again not i mean there's not much really there but like the stuff that does ultimately happen that's like out of the blue and like makes the plot go forward i guess just, See the image that I posted in the in the chat. Yeah, but I anyway, see it. I
0: see it. It is exactly yeah. like that. Yeah, it's yeah. Magic. I ain't that's gotta right. explain shit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Scotty, the uh basically weapons expert, who's I guess kind of like a cue from Star from uh, from Star Trek. No, that's a different cue. Yeah. Cue from James Bond. That yeah. would be image across the road. Yeah, basically a cue from James Bond. He looks a little bit uh like a Bluth human. He has he that does. sort of uh Maybe all like got the like, a little bit. I'd say and something like uh, from Thumbelina to be honest if I basically maybe. was. honestly good.
3: like a thing I think I've noticed of every human male in this movie is that they have overly large chins. For the most part, yeah,
2: that like, seems like it
0: wasn't intentional large design, large.
3: you know,
2: like Surprisingly, the only people who don't have large chins are for the most part the villainous uh, the Nessies. We'll get to them in a bit, and, and that's why I,
3: I I said specifically human males. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, like, exactly. All the
2: males have freaking the crimson chin going on, like exactly, <laughs> exactly. especially <laughs>
3: fucking El Supremo. My God, yeah, hey, that twins, twins, like a chin to shame.
0: Yeah, exactly. That exactly. chin
2: on uh, El Supremo makes him look like a freaking beetle, or like one of those beetles from uh, Anastasia. Like, holy crap. Yeah
0: i can definitely see that but yeah like i said the uh scene with the uh horse track basically where freddy comes up with the genius scheme to allow himself to be captured it reminded me a lot of the uh, bond movie from a view to a kill basically that was the one with the uh christopher walken as max zorn and the last one with the roger moore it's a fun one i like it but then again, i like roger moore which probably explains why i like this movie too but yeah when uh freddy is a but now let us talk about the uh, probably one of the more standout moments of the movie, and one of the ones that is remembered: uh, the song "Evil Mania," which is probably one of the two best songs in the movie. It's sung by, of course, uh, Grace Jones, who I just mentioned, who ironically was just in a, a from a View to a Kill. She's uh, the the uh, Bond girl slash evil henchman Mayday, and she's good in that, and. She's a really good singer. I mean, she in this song, this song completely slaps. I mean, this is yeah. great. But that's not the part of the movie that uh, most people remember with Evil Mania because the US version had to do a lot of cutting out for this uh number. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, in this song. Yes. They um, have a
2: lot of shit in it. They have knights. They money. have Kulu Klux Klan members, they have Nazis they have nft monkeys before nft monkeys was a thing they have freaking stormtroopers like this movie throws a lot of evil out the window i feel like the, already I feel like the, already the animes the were
0: just told draw things that are evil and they were like okay and they just you know believe me they had fun with this number they did. because you could definitely see with like uh choreographing it to the song and that and Cinda, with like all the hip shaking does, and again she's a snake, and yet she's shaking her hips it's around. You know, yeah. Does not compute, kind of deal. What's but Yeah, even though that was
3: intentional.
2: That was intentional. she for was
0: intentional.
3: Some reason, absolutely does have physical hips, you know, despite being a snake. Exactly, yeah, she exactly.
2: A mic with her freaking tail, like that was can... clever. I will say that
0: was a clever. I aspect mean, I
3: mean, snakes do have pretty prehensile bodies, so that's
1: that, is I mean, that is true. And holy hell. Because, yeah, that's not true on the ordinary, for what snake. Nice. Yeah, tell you how much of a fever dream this song is Nazis doing the
0: Macarena is probably the <laughs> least weird thing about it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And again, this was 1991. So this even predated even the Spanish version of the song, the original yeah. version. So yeah. The yeah, they,
2: Spanish Inquisition, which, I, which honestly, I don't doubt was uh, part of that entourage. Exactly, exactly. It's there. like.
0: And they and they're and thing, they're, oh, they're all dancing to Grace Jones. It's like, okay, I don't think that, you know, those kind of people would be into that kind of music, but you do you. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm this, yeah. okay. yeah,
4: this is yeah.
2: amazing.
3: Right. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah, am also, like right. <laughs> also like 9% sure it's like a dancey die kind of thing yeah
0: exactly Deirdre, exactly I can have especially with that. how
3: many of her own fucking minions she kills within the song Holy Yeah, yeah like, that's, that's, too. So... And
0: that's the other interesting thing that Miss Cinda even though you know the first basically 20 minutes of the movie hyped her up as being like oh this big great evil for the most part of the movie she's the sidekick she's like yeah. the uh, Darth Vader to El Supremo's uh, Grand Moff Tarkin basically
2: yeah, yeah. and, she's and honestly like, uh,
0: basically the subordinate
2: and honestly, like this, ha- and honestly, her and El Supremo have a te- okay, quote unquote on this word, but a healthy fucking relationship, a healthy relationship. If that makes any sense. Like, they actually like support each other, they actually like go ahead with shit, and like exactly they actively <laughs> support each other when one gets angry over something.
3: Need to be together. gets upset
1: people.
0: when El Supremo farts with anybody else. Exactly, exactly. That um, is true. What to say, say, uh, Stryker? Sorry right, about it's that. It's
4: just like, I ship these two, and I wish them luck with their,
0: with their future. Exactly. That yeah. perfect, perfectly said. But yeah, uh, basically what happens is, you know, don't want to rush too much into the plot, but Daff, Daffers is sent to be brainwashed by the evil Stake cult. Notice they did not call it Cobra because Hasbro probably would have sued I, them yeah. for that. Well, oh, Freddy and yeah. Scotty. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. And yeah, but uh Freddie and Scotty are sentenced to be killed by basically you know, sharks and all kinds of different sea monsters. And this is the part I'll, of all horribly mutated games. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so that's that that cool. They look, they look absolutely out. freaky.
2: Time out. Yep. We glossed over a certain oh, something thing. before oh. this particular scene. Oh? Yes. Because oh, right. believe it or not the beginning of the scene we did in fact get introduced to our token dragoness of today
0: oh well we, we, were, we were i was going to talk about her basically starting from the portion of the movie we were going to talk about her now anyway hey okay, okay.
2: see so, yeah. yeah
0: so yeah nessie basically uh, shows up in this movie she first shows up in the uh medieval section and it's interesting um, when she's underwater, she has more of like a green, grayish uh, design compared to the more basically uh, magenta design she has later on. I wonder if that was either a design choice or if it was just like a screw up in the storyboards. But regardless, she definitely has a very like, you know, honestly kind of beautiful design to her. The way that they actually took yeah. like a Clio store. And they made it look, you know, really just appealing in that. Sometimes made her, alive, They made
2: a freaking Pleasaurus sexy. And they of made, definitely, would definitely, awesome.
0: definitely, definitely. With, like, the, uh, the voice, again, is really, really cute. And, it, you know, it actually does work well for the character, especially oh, also with the, uh, of course, you got to have red hair with that because oh, you're Scotland. Yeah, right. And here's the thing that is interesting is, you know, <laughs> apparently she managed to make it from a lake in the middle of Scotland, to like, off the coast of, say, France. It's like, how does that work? You know, it's, it's one of the many that's weird that's laps of logic of this movie. Exactly. <laughs>
2: also,
3: again, it's magic. <laughs> I can't <Absolutely>. explain shit. <laughs> absolutely, okay. anyway.
0: absolutely. But, yeah, so basically what happens then is that, uh, basically Nessie does the whole kind it's of, also, check
3: it's, al-
0: it's, also, it's also because...
3: Uh, Loch Ness, like, goes into the ocean at some point. <laughs> true, true, that's
0: true. But yeah,
3: so it like literally a, just, like, lets Loch Ness and went to France for whatever reason. Exactly,
0: exactly, like a vacation or something, who knows. But like I said, uh, she basically serves as, like, the, uh, basically, deus ex machina for this, and that. she basically tells Frey, you know, to whistle for her whenever that, uh, he needs her, and 500 years later, when they're about to be attacked by uh, these weird, freaky-looking sea monsters, he yep. calls out to her in like a uh, kind of underwater <laughs> I guess you'd call it like a Greek uh temple kind of place that she lives in. She basically hey. comes in and saves uh, him and Scotty. He now Freddie leaves Scotty on an abandoned island in the middle of the ocean. And then he goes down uh, underwater with what? her, basically, oh, to party. God, he
3: does better, <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. better than this and, movie.
2: I he does better than this movie. And yeah,
0: Freddy basically decides, oh, yeah, we're going to have a party with all the police swords for a while. And meanwhile, you know, El Supremo is this close to taking over, you know, England and later on the world. Nope, let's have a, you know, jazz, you know, dance party. But we do get, basically... Probably the best song in the movie, and it's not just because we're biased because we want to know what of my that, biggest, one of my biggest questions. Exactly, but this song is legitimately great. Like the song "Shy Girl," I don't know, you know. Uh, basically, this song is probably the best song in the movie, you know, bar none. It actually is one that it actually works outside the context of the movie too. You know, it actually. And it's funny how, in this portion of the movie, she has that kind of whole, like, you know, lounge singer, I guess, like, Jessica Rabbit yeah. kind of vibe to her. And that, combined with the, you know, bottom-heavy design that she has, oh, yeah. again, no definitely fact. reminds me a lot of the yeah. uh and the know, way she dragons dragonesses yeah. and dragonesses, and Bluth also.
2: And the way she flaunts that design as well basically shows exactly, that she's exactly. a lot more of a thought than you'd think. Especially as exactly. you well, confront that's the or MILF, or whatever. Exactly,
0: exactly. But yeah, she definitely has, like I say, you could definitely tell the animators with this sequence were having a lot of fun with it. This was like a way for them to unwind, I think. From like, you know, oh, I gotta draw how many things of these, you know, soldiers, you know, running. Oh, let's just do this instead. Let's have fun with it. So you can definitely tell that this sequence, too, Probably some of the best animation of the movie because Mm -hmm. the thing with this movie, especially for a 2D production from some like fly by night studio in like 1991, it feels like it's underwater. You actually get a sense that you actually are like under the ocean in that. And that is something that is very hard to do in animation, especially for a first time studio like this, because that's the thing you really got to consider. That, you know, you had these, you know, animators, but this was like the only film this studio ever made. And like, you can definitely tell they put out all the stops for this, especially this segment, because, again, Nessie is really probably one of the better designed characters of the movie as well. Especially, again, with like the uh, rotundness, because it does kind of tie into (laughs) the whole idea of the Loch Ness Monster being a pleosaur. Which, um, uh, just a little brief tangent here, just a (laughs) tiny, tiny little thing here. There has been many, uh, basically, debate as to what the famous, you know, surgeon's photograph of the Loch Ness Monster is. Some say it was like a, uh, you know, submarine periscope. Some say it was actually some guy's finger. But the theory that I heard, and I don't know where I heard this, the surgeon's photograph was not discovered until 1935, I believe. You know what movie came out a couple of years earlier and had a Pleosaur rising from the water? King what? Kong. I've heard Dang. rumors that the actual photograph, the famous Nessie photograph, is basically an altered photograph of like a screenshot from King Kong, the you know original 33 one. Now, I don't know if it's legit, but it's always something that I've heard and looking at it, I definitely can see it. You know, because um. uh, Willis O'Brien was an animation genius and... He did great with the designs, but that's for the episode on King Kong 33, which we will get to one day. Okay. I will also say this, however, I remember from
2: a show called Lost Tapes, the one that uh, covered the freaking uh, Dover or whatever it was, the uh, Dover Demon or something like that. Mm -hmm. I will say this, that I did hear from that episode that uh the person who made the photo uh on his deathbed confessed that it was actually just a little like a little thing like it was fake it wasn't an actual real plesiosaur yeah
0: no i've heard of i've heard of that too yeah Yeah. it's never then sorry go ahead
2: yeah and i will also uh say that it also eventually would lead to something like say the freaking uh uh what was it it was oh yeah. The uh, 1953 uh, movie, the Monster Twenty Thousand Leagues or something like no, that.
0: Beast and Twenty Thousand femmes, yeah. The uh, direct yeah. inspiration to uh, Godzilla and the, know, Rella, one yeah. the oh, yeah. first one of the first kaiju movies ever made, basically with uh, reptilian beasts. Again, ah! getting, ba- getting back to this movie after all that stuff, after that yes. whole tangent, basically. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the shy girl number is definitely one where you also see, of course, Freddie you know, enjoying himself, which. That's the thing throughout the whole movie that Freddy seems almost blissful, and how he just approaches just, everything. Yeah, it's like, like little, wrong, again it reminds me a lot
3: good. of a, i said it before, but the, I said it before. But the guy is smugger than Sonic.
0: Exactly, exactly. He's like almost he has like a blissful smile on his face throughout yeah, honestly, the entire movie. The, the guy honestly
2: like? feels like, uh, like honestly, if I had gone through what he went through. I mean, to be fair, uh, he did get saved by Nessie, and he did help her, so that ultimately rounds things out a little bit, but holy crap, he lost his freaking dad, and he became a frog. And like, he's so, still and he's magic, like, magic, but, like, holy hell, like, if I had gone through there, I'd have a few, I'd have a few problems myself. Like, I mean, to be fair, the same more... thing happened.
0: More bitter, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. the same.
2: The same thing happened with freaking Sonic in the Sonic movie and freaking Longclaw, Rip Longclaw. But yeah, oh my gosh, wow! Exactly, like yes, he is yeah. like uber chipper and like has like a sort of air of like, I go to these, the motherfucker, I will absolutely wreck <laughs> your shit That's and with a, a smile impression. on my face for uh, it.
1: Yeah, That's I find that uh, this movie is actually basically salvaged because. Freddy himself is such a charismatic character because of just his smugness and his charm. Not oh. Ben Kingsley voicing this because he's actually not doing that good a job, but just Freddy the character himself. Oh, no. Oh, no. He's okay, a really good character. okay. In defense a of Ben
0: Kingsley,
2: in defense of Ben Kingsley, I will say this: he does a fairly d- good job doing a French accent for uh, freaking Ben for freaking Freddy oh, yeah. FRO seven. However, I will say this: uh, even with that. I I gotta say that Freddy himself is the least charismatic is honestly uh not too great a character. I mean he certainly comes clutch in many ways, but like it honestly he just feels like a Mary Sue, if oh, you if that can make that.
0: sense. Yeah, definitely, definitely or Marty Stu as they're called. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> basically what happens exactly. But yeah, the um, Nessie and the other Swords save the day by tying the you know, basically, G- German submarines with seaweed. Which, okay, yeah, why not? That works. And then the whole Daffers brainwashing subplot is like, uh, yeah, that, to that me two to two my second, And then we just gloss over it. Yeah, yeah, that
3: whole thing leads me to my big question: Why it is it just a society of police so that no one knows about it?
2: Well, it's yeah, probably the same we, reason why there's Wakanda all kinds of stuff under
3: the sea we don't know about. There's all kinds yeah. of stuff
0: Like in the it's ocean literally we don't like know. salmon,
3: like it's literally like salmon max, in which there's like an entire society of sasquatches that no one knows about. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, I mean it's kind of like it's kind of like Wakanda. It's kind of like the It's kind of like freaking the hidden world. Like exactly, exactly. They could very much all exist those things yeah. and more. <laughs> yeah, it, they could very much exist, and we'd have no idea they actually did exist. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure technology can probably find Atlantis or maybe something similar to the hidden world one day, but we don't know.
0: Exactly. We don't. Exactly. Know. So yeah, now we uh, basically Freddie saves Daffy from our brainwashing and like. Two seconds, okay. And then yeah. you get perhaps the uh we go from the best song in the movie honestly, to Honestly not the honestly,
3: worst. But- I I I've wondered if she was faking being hypnotized. Yeah, she, she probably was.
2: was. She, she probably was. was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I we did should,
0: not take that. But anyway, uh we go from basically the best song in the movie, Shy Girl, to the well none of the songs are bad, but let's just say it is the cheesiest song in the movie. Lay down your arms as performed by you know the band Asia. That's known for the song uh, Heat of the Moment in 1982. Oh, damn, that they was them? themselves in 82, and now they're in 91 and they're singing for this movie. <laughs> but yeah, this song is just, I don't know. To me, it is very, very cheesy. Nothing wrong with that, of course, but that combined with how uh, Freddy dispatches the uh, soldiers, basically, he makes karate moves with his hands, and that turns their guns into butterflies. It's like. Okay, you didn't want to show him beating up people or something like that, but can you do something a little bit? You know, it's creative. Different. I'll give it that, oh, but it's button. a little anticlimactic.
2: Yeah, it's button. magic. He ain't gotta explain shit. And I know
0: it's like a kids' movie, in that, but it's very anticlimactic. It's like couldn't they be a little bit more of a challenge instead of like, you know, oh, I can wave my hands and now you have no weapons, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, what, what is that, you know? It's <laughs> magic, <boy. laughs> exactly, Exactly, exactly. It's Mary fucking Sue. So you have Freddy, basically, uh, they dispatch El Supremo by shrinking him to a very tiny size and trapping him on the equally tiny Big Ben. And then Freddy meets Macinda and This part, he does not seem to be upset with her at all. It's like, yeah, it's like basically, oh, Macinda, hi, how are you doing? It's like, not like, oh, you killed my father. or Oh, you turned me into this, you know, hideous frog man thing. It's like, he's so casual about it. That's what is just so off with this, you know, final confrontation. Macinda like, is, you know, completely in character with, you know, how like, you know, oh, I will destroy you and rule the world kind of thing. And yet Freddie is just like treating it like, you know, she's she came over a cup of coffee, basically.
2: Yeah, like, holy hell, I would have had a little more like shade thrown at her. Like, exactly, gee, exactly. I wonder what my father would say about this. Oh, wait a
3: minute.
0: <laughs> exactly. But that's the thing. He's just I so just like, let's like, fall really? with it. What's
3: and... up? What's up, Evie? His mother's like never mentioned. Well, uh, she said she's dead was.
0: before the movie begins. Yeah, yeah. they say that, that she's dead, dead before the movie enough. starts again. Yeah, you forgot a lot girl. about this movie, lot of to things be things fair. Forget, yeah, unfortunately, because there's so much to remember yeah. about never this movie, really that's the problem. But yeah. yeah, basically, uh, Macinda gets away by turning herself into a bird and flying away again. In the UK cut, in the American cut, she apparently is defeated by. Being wrapped around a pole, which, okay. Yeah. She got yeah, like, uh, good, like, she gets away, and again, Freddy does not care. He's just like, oh, we will meet again. And it's like, it, it's just so out of place. And, again, he's just, let's fall to the Train point of thought. Of
4: train of thought on this. Yeah, it's just weird.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Train of thought. Yeah, like Stryker said, it's kind of in character for him nowadays. And. Honestly, I would not be opposed to him, like, having enough time to, like, get over the loss of his dad and, like, to maybe become, like, a better person for it. Like, he's had years as being a frog to, like, hone his craft, like, ultimately become somewhat enlightened to the mo- for the most part. But again, like maybe a little shade, like a little shade thrown her way because she still killed her dad and nearly tried to eat him. Exactly. Like, you're oh my exactly gosh.
0: right there. Yes, also, yes.
2: on the on the topic of Masira and the whole electricity thing, like yeah, like even if that enough voltage could have killed her, like she took like getting electrified in the path, like during Evil Mania, she got shocked, and she's still like, "Oh, i am a stiff, still out this shit, bitch!" Like, <laughs> oh my gosh!
3: Well, electricity does just it's kind of to be one of the nine hours. I think exactly it's just it because seems so.
4: like the reason why he was so chill about it was because that was like the characters for that time. Now, so, like. Yeah, like kind of see
0: it. Yeah, yeah. He knew to control his anger. It would be a lot more different. It was made now. It would be a lot more different and probably worse Uh, because let's face it. This is the kind of movie you only get once in like Uh, a thousand years. It's like like the planets aligned perfectly for this thing, this motion picture to be made, and 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 we're very thankful for it. it, It, the the movie ends on. No one even looked at it. Unfortunately, the planets aligned for this movie. No one looked at it. Shame, shame. But yeah, the movie ends on a sequel hook with Macinda being out there. And of course, Nessie shows up again, basically waving to Freddie. She would have apparently had more of a part in the sequel, which was going to be called Freddy Goes to Washington. And it apparently got so far in production, it actually had uh, basically pencil tests and storyboards done. There was a script, though it has never resurfaced. And this movie was a colossal box office bomb. It was the lowest-grossing animated movie ever until two thousand and seven, when some uh, CGI version of the Ten Commandments beat it. And that mm-hmm. movie also happens to have Ben yep. Kingsley, interestingly and there, enough.
4: And then there was another oh, dang, one that really? actually beat that one as well. Zizzo. There was Zizygo.
0: Apparently, it only got. Oh no! That, that's a live action know, movie. Not, yeah, that that's I live mean, action. That's a movie yeah, that, that got like thirty dollars because
4: it was only shown at one theater in Texas. and It only played on the in the afternoon
0: on weekends. That is insane! Imagine working on a movie and then having to get that kind of release. That, yep. that has to be disheartening.
1: The but theater yeah, that system wasn't is the end bad. for this
0: movie because, as we mentioned earlier. This movie was re-edited in an American release as Freddy the Frog. It cut out roughly 20 minutes of footage, including a lot of evil mania, apparently. Yeah. And it had James Earl Jones narrating the movie, which... Okay, yeah, James Earl Jones makes everything better. Yeah, he's he's like Brian Blessed or Tim Curry or Christopher Walken. Yeah, he's, he's James Earl much Jones much, is always bl- welcome uh, 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 in uh, anything. And all of these
4: people have blessed voices, honestly.
1: Oh exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly, absolutely. But yeah, I have seen both versions, and I can give you a quick rundown of the changes they made because they are stupid.
0: Yeah. Uh, By all uh, means, yeah. Matt, you have the floor. on All, honest. Right. I'm all right.
1: right. So I'm not going to go over every change because we'd be here forever. Uh, the let's beginning, just go, the, go the important ones. Yeah, the beginning is completely changed. They remove the him being in the the present France part entirely. And they just start it in medieval France. That's and, not a bad change. And then they add terrible. a couple more things to it because they flip a few things around. So by the time they actually get to uh, the, the, uh, the Britain stuff, it's actually a bit longer than the original version. They explain that he's in modern France because time traveling, okay... Okay. Honestly, uh, that,
2: that I mean, it's magic Can't, you ain't gotta explain shit so exactly that works uh,
1: Evil Mania is where the big change happens and they have to cut ten minutes of the movie to make that song work. They interspersed roughly the next ten minutes of the movie into Evil Mania because they couldn't show Nazis they couldn't show uh, KKK they couldn't show any of that stuff because they were going for a G rating rather than a PG rating that the original had, even though the yeah. original tried for a G rating as well. Oh, so they crazy. removed all of that imagery, all of that stuff, to get the G rating, and they just had to butcher that entire song. You still get the song itself, but none of the imagery. It's all just like little intersperses of the next several minutes.
2: Thanks Fuck, shy girl. remained the I'm same.
1: Glad. Yeah, that one they didn't touch.
0: Thank God. That's good. That's good. They, they knew not to touch Nessie. They knew. that They at least had the foresight that's for that. Nessie. Thank God.
1: And then the the majority of the le- uh, changes that are left are in the, the final confrontations. They, they remove the very first fight that Freddy has with Messina when they meet up in the evil lair. They remove the second half of the thug battle that happens. They remove the entirety of the fight with uh, El Supremo and Freddy. Uh, they, they change the fight with Messina the second time. They reuse earlier footage to show that she got wrapped up as a snake and defeated, rather than her transforming into a bird and flying away.
0: So it's just that really a lot of weird,
1: footage. all the changes they decided. And they said that they did this because, oh, we wanted to make a more coherent story. It makes it more confusing.
0: Exactly, yeah. exactly. It sounds confusing. I mean, you cut out that much worth of footage in a, you know, an animated movie that, again, it's not a long movie. So that, that is making it you know an already short movie even shorter. It's like, why do they do it? You know, it's, a, it's a weird bit of localization. And again... This wasn't like, you know, like in the 70s, you know, trying to get like a Japanese production in like the U.S., like, you know, from *Gotcha Man to Battle of the Plants or anything. No, this is like, you know, something that was released in the U.K. and it came to the U.S. like four years later. And then, but yet they cut it to ribbons. It's like, it's a shame. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: They're like just
0: like snip, 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 yep, neutered. Exactly. Snip, exactly.
2: new snip, Snip, neutered, snip, like a dog. Snip, snip, snip. Exactly, exactly. String yeah, like you, you said, Lester it's not
1: that they were uh, just, oh, we're editing this stuff to make it uh, a bit simpler. Like, they actually went in and redubbed uh, the narrator with James Earl Jones, and there was one other part that they recast for voice. There mm-hmm. are a couple of semi-anthro crows in this movie. Oh, God, yes. They redubbed the crows... Because and I am not joking with this. Oh, I am one hundred percent straight what? face serious here. They said okay. that the original voice actors sounded too black. What? Wow! Oh, wow! They oh. are British punk culture crows, and they said that these crows sounded too black, and they were afraid that that would oh, wow. be offensive. No, okay. No. Sure. That's, if anything?
3: That,
2: that's, anything? Wow. If anything, that would they would ultimately be too British, not too. Pla- what exactly. the hell? Like like, like, you.
0: like you, said, they're like you know British punks of like you know the seventies and that. You know they're not sub- whatever. That's, yeah, that's, that's what they did. Stupid. But yeah, that's, despite everything, oh, remained yeah. the same. Like at least they this, say that. At least they. Say yeah, that one they didn't touch.
1: Thankfully, yeah, yeah thankfully fuck they didn't but touch yeah, that.
0: yeah, despite everything, despite all of the weirdness and things like that. I enjoy this movie. This movie is fun, games. especially if you get like a group of people. Like you had a group of French, You get a couple of you know beers, yeah. sit around and watch it. You mm-hmm. will have a fun time. I will say, also,
2: yeah. Also, Nessie thankfully remains the same. She's still exactly, jumping, exactly. She's still passive. She's still she's a very character much a welcome protagonist.
0: Very thank much you so, very yes. much
2: for keeping her the same.
0: The basically the just this movie is that it is a very unique animated movie and. There is nothing and with today's basically studio system and the way that movies are made, there will sadly never be another Freddy as FRO 7 which is a shame because oh, this movie, um I don't know who, else who said it was to say. Too weird to live, too, too strange to, live, to die. That's this movie.
3: Exactly. exactly,
0: exactly. So now oh, it man. is time for the uh topic of the week, the discussion. Uh we're going to talk about other bizarre movie vanity projects, basically. Oh, and man. one of the weirdest that I've ever seen, and I, it actually aired on TV here at like one in the morning, and I was like almost compelled to watch all of it, was probably the strangest vanity project ever made, it is Easy Rider 2, uh, No Way, uh, not No Way Home, uh, Going Back Home or something like that. <laughs> the story goes, you know, the landmark, you know, 1960s movie, Easy Rider. The rights to it were somehow snatched up by this big you know, lawyer type who decided to make a sequel to Easy Rider, and he cast himself as the, you know, like, brother of Captain America, and he's driving around, you know, the U.S. like his brother, except it's set now, and it's all about how we have to, like, you know, respect the troops and how, you know. Things like that. It is so unlike oh the first film. It is crazy. It's like if somebody bought the rights to Citizen Kane and decided to make Citizen Kane 2 and cast themselves as Charles Foster Kane's brother and had him be like a, a tech mogul. It's like that. It is something that is almost inexplicable Holy in shit. why yeah. does this exist? You know, who thought this would be a good idea? Who thought a uh, Easy Rider sequel made 40 years after the original, with none of the original cast, none one even close to the talent of the original cast, not even any of the, you know, like, original music. The music is all, like, you know, like, stock music, basically. It is just probably one of the most baffling movies I've seen, and probably one of the most baffling sequels, that and the uh, American Psycho sequel, which was originally a different uh, horror movie, but then they decided to have Patrick Bateman show up you know, not facing the camera for two seconds before he dies in, like, a minute. But, yeah, that is my pick for the uh, Weirdest Vanity Project is uh, Easy Rider 2, you know, going back home. So, uh, Angron, what would you have to say? I... There's a lot. I would have to
2: kind of say Bar Talk to Magnificent, but we already covered that, and honestly, it's be- more better than worse, so... I'm kind of going to have to say freaking... Uh, Feel a oh, day god, feel of a day. all things, because oh, like, oh
3: god, ex- yes,
2: exactly. Yes, that movie the is, film is, with the was. cat sex and the freaking imagery, like, holy insane. hell, this movie is batshit insane. that movie. Is that movie insane? And yet somehow, it still manages to be more, more or less, more cohesive than freaking this film. And somehow Dragon Hill, for the most part. Exactly, yes, yes. Wow, this movie had a lot of twists and turns. Like, it went from just, like, a simple cat movie with, like, freaking Francis just, like, going about, like, discovering weird stuff, having a weird fever dream, having sex with a purebred. Just, like, it just, like, throws a lot of crap on you. and I'm And I forget... Who it was specifically that uh, uh put this on a top ten list with uh, the Nostalgia Critic, but man, just wow! I think uh, the Nostalgia Critic put it best when he said, "Uh, this makes look makes Don Bluth's more uh, ridiculous and more terrifying uh, scenes look positively tame." Wow, exactly. yeah wow. <laughs> But Excellent. I will say this, I definitely had my pound of fun. It, it definitely got a little odd with, like, the whole uh, Phoenix Wright slash uh, Professor Layton sort of, like, uh, detective work that uh, frickin' Francis went into, but man, this movie... It just felt very, it just felt very bizarre. It, it's certainly a very pleasant experience, and on, the, and it's definitely on the better end. But yeah, do be warned—you are going into something that will be very much trippy. Like not as trippy as this film, but still, like wow. Like yeah. it, this movie makes Watership Down feel more. Uh, co- this movie makes Watership Down feel more tame, and that movie in it, in of itself, has a lot of yeah. death going for it. <laughs>
0: Yep, exactly. I also like dogs. Yep. So, uh, Math Machine, what would you have to say? Uh, is the weirdest vanity project, you know, film slash TV show slash media you've seen?
1: I'm going to go with a big one, and this is one of my favorite movies to hate Battlefield Earth. Oh, oh yes. Fair enough. Yes. Oh, goddamn, that movie is so fucking terrible, and John Travolta is
4: eating That's
0: every
1: bit of
4: scenery that has movie ever that I existed. I thought
1: it was. No, 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 no. <laughs>
0: That movie yeah. is definitely an experience. If you have not seen it, it you will definitely remember it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, There's that a, movie, movie is that. just
1: an abomination of cinema, and it is so terrible, it is hilarious. Film, right? It's the mm. only
0: movie where every single frame is shot at a oh, yeah, Dutch angle almost. That's
4: the movie that I was thinking of.
3: Yep, yep that's definitely. the movie.
0: That's it, that's it exactly. And it was the last movie made by Franchise Pictures, a studio which probably was one of the uh, uh, worst studios to exist in the 20th century, the 21st century. They basically were the equivalent of like uh, monogram pictures and stuff like that, that they just released, for the most part, garbage. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, So, yeah, Battlefield Earth, that definitely is, yeah, that's an excellent choice. So, uh, striker, I what would you have to say? I haven't seen this,
4: but I have seen clips of it. Um Fritz the Cat.
2: Oh yeah, Fritz the Cat. I started that film and never really finished it.
3: It's I love Fritz a movie the of Cat. Its time. Oh, Yeah, It's yeah, great
0: movie. It's definitely
4: yeah. of its time I it feel I've I've heard so many good things about it, even though um I heard this is like the first and only rated X Ah, uh, animated film ever made.
2: Hmm. Yep. Even it, it even more so than Ralph Bakshi's other um, films. That's certainly yeah. 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 It,
0: yeah. it definitely is it a itself. movie that could could only exist in the time period it was in. Like ten years earlier, ten years later. No, it only exists. You know, when it was made. And to be fair, I haven't seen it, but I've I've tried seeing clips of it, and I don't know. I mean, it looks good, but Man, it's just a little dated for me. I'm sorry. It's like something that I think if you were there and like the uh, CD, you know, Times Square Theater, checking this out, you probably would have had a blast. But I feel like now it's a little too, like, distant. Not not that it's a bad movie, not at all. But I feel like personally for my thing, it's a little bit, a little too distant for, for, you know, my understanding. And again, I like movies like Midnight Cowboy, Five Easy Pieces, you know, the... The Graduate, all those kind of movies, you know. So I'm not opposed, you know, that kind of cinema in general. The Last Detail, but I don't know, something about Phoenix I mean, just doesn't work cool. for me. It just, I mean, it he's a freaking horny, horny bastard of a cat who like cool. goes
2: after women, and yeah, also know, it had I mean, some moments where like Ralph Foxy legit recorded a conversation with his dad and some of the Jewish members of the community. So I, I mean, wouldn't blame you for I mean, thinking it is that. From but like, yeah. too,
4: by the way, so but blame you. Yeah, yeah. And then of course there was, a, there was a sequel to it uh, The Nine Lives of Fritz the Cat uh, oh, That one's actually never heard of a gamer it. because it was Me actually
1: either. rated R Yeah you'd be wow. forgiven for never hearing of that one because no one uh, from the original was attached to the new one they, Not even uh, the Fox well, so. No one else wanted a
0: sequel Robert, Robert They just churn one out in other people. words yeah, so, see. Yeah. well, fuck. Yeah, so, yeah. anyway, uh... Evie. Evie, what would you have to say? Is the uh, weirdest uh, vanity project you've seen.
3: I don't remember much of it, but, uh, Getavan, or Champagne and Bulls. <laughs> what? Like, it's literally just like this, man, this one man's vanity project. Okay, and wait, what was it called? Uh, even. It's called that because it it's supposed to be called Get Even, but, like, the two words are so close together they look like one word.
0: even. Mm. I see. It sounds- I, w-
3: yeah, I, I would recommend watching where Letter Media's video on it. Definitely want <laughs> mm. to
0: check that out. That definitely yeah, it's sounds... Episode, uh, oh, yeah, episode Champagne 40. and
3: Bullets, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's episode 44. I'm looking at it right now.
0: Okay, Apparently it's also go-
1: called Road to Revenge.
3: Oh yeah. yeah, it has like like 17 different titles.
0: Yeah, that's oh, a sign of a quality movie right there. But, How uh, many no titles movie? though? Exactly. So now it is time for the patent pending Dragonist scale for Nessie. Now this is the Nessie from a Freddy FR07, just to clarify. Next yep. week we're going to talk about a different Nessie, but we'll get to that later. Yep. So I'm going to give this... We're going to n- about a lot of Nessies, Nessie, I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, on various portions of the show, yes, various different you know versions of her, but yeah, we'll get to I all. Definitely weighs
3: mentioned. a leg at Lapras. <laughs> Yahoo!
0: That. <laughs> okay. As for Nessie, Actually, I think Lapras Lep- Lep-
3: is about to be called Nessie in development. I, 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 I'll have to check on that. Yeah, mm.
0: I would have to give her nine out of ten. And the reason I'm giving her that score, I really would give her 10 if she was in the movie a little bit more. Like if she was in like a complete main protagonist from like the beginning to the end, she probably would get a perfect score because again, she is one of the better parts of the movie, the animation, the design, the voice, basically Mm -hmm. all of it is just so well done. And it especially shows how much fun the animators were having with this character and basically the way that they basically designed her. And of course the voice acting and of course shy girl is definitely oh, a yes. huge boost in her favor that alone, especially heard that were designed for that with the whole lounge singer vibe. That too is a, another huge, huge boost in the uh, ranking, but yeah, yeah. she's going to get a nine out of 10 for me. Yeah. And, uh,
2: I'm, I'm basically going to agree with that because, uh, like like you said, she definitely needed to be more involved in the show in the movie and honest and honestly, I was going to give her a little lower like an 8 out of 10 because like she, again, she needed to she honestly should have should have shown up more. And also Nessie as a character, she certainly helps. She's kind. She honestly feels like uh, one of those like Uh, kind of, uh, young childhood friends that kind of feel like sort of like the mom of the group, like, uh, someone like Tanjiro from Demon Soul would, uh, uh, or Demon Slayer, sorry, would ultimately be. But yeah, here but yeah, I will admit that uh she definitely like the moments where she is in there, they're definitely milked for all they're worth. Shy girl, her curves, her design, her voice, everything about her pretty much screams that she's one of those uh Nessies that ultimately deserves to be uh like recognized a lot more. Like and I can't really speak uh on behalf of something like say uh happiness, Secret of the lock for that sort of thing but who knows who knows she might remain one of the best nessies if it wasn't for like the fact that nessie in uh, the ballad of nessie exists but yeah i will absolutely say that nessie deserves that 9 out of 10 it's not like had she been a different film it probably would and should should she have had more time it would have worked a lot better but like holy hell she is 100% the yeah,
0: highlight of that movie highlight.
1: let's be fair
0: Yep. So, uh, Math Machine, what would you have to give her?
1: I'm going to keep the train rolling with a 9. Loved her design. Loved her voice. I still find it uh, very much a the animators are barely, are uh, uh, showing their barely barely disguised fetish here by the fact that they gave the Loch Ness Monster a chest and curves. But (laughs) it's, it's like, it just the design of her works. And she's got a very sweet uh, motherly voice helps yep. that I guess they confirm in the movie she's a grandma. <laughs>
4: the,
1: yeah. the one aspect I didn't like of her, I'm going to be the minority in this group here, is I didn't like Shy girl song as much. I just am not uh, too big a fan on these kind of uh, slower pop songs, but more so because it, the song, more than any part of the movie, just basically kidnaps the movie and just stops it dead. And here's, your
2: deci- here's your fetish material, people. You're exactly. not leaving until you get it.
1: <laughs> Granted, there's not much of a story here to be kidnapped, but that's the oh, yeah. thing entirely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I do wish that she had gotten more, and uh, if uh, the rumors are true about the script and her being more in the sequel... She probably would have been a ten in that, but it is a damn shame that she did not get more screen time. And quite honestly, she should have been Freddie's love interest, not Daffers. Hashtag
0: or the car,
2: the or the car.
0: Is that, that too, that too. <laughs> so, uh, Lucky Evie, what do you have to say? Uh, I think seven. But I have to.
3: With, I absolutely do agree that she could have been the love interest instead of you know the human that was literally just made to be the love interest. Dollars of our Black Widow we are
0: on this. We all are Yeah, she has on like
3: that. no care, does of being a love interest. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's occasionally it's kicking true. ass.
0: Yeah, but only occasionally, of course. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, um, tongue oh, uh, to really a steer. to say I
4: agree with pretty much everyone here. She's per- one of the most uh, <laughs> wow, awesome characters in any movie. Yeah. Here. I absolutely adore the uh, Don wow. Muth, uh bottom-heavy design, actually. It's just it's been something that's yeah, my, so. my childhood, so.
0: Yeah. Save. So, if you have any other questions, or if you want to speculate on how weird Freddy Goes to Washington would have been, <laughs> you can email us at fierydiscourse at outlook.com. Or you can email us at Twitter.com slash Fiery Discourse. Next time, we'll be talking about the 2011 animated short The Ballad of Nessie. Hey! From one Nessie to another. And until then, thank you guys so much for listening, and take care.
2: Yep, we'll see later. Laters. <laughs> Evil mania. <laughs> <laughs>